The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy. Greetings of the day, my fellow listeners. This is Steve Eschbach. I am your host for Seize Your Business, which is affiliated with the Business Lounge and the Business Lounge Television Network. Uh, I'm delighted to bring you another edition of a highlight of a business uh, that we have in our uh, our little family, if you will. I'm delighted to have Kevin Sender, who is the uh, CEO and founder of uh, Cake Multimedia LLC. And that is not cake like you eat. It is K-A-K-E. But um, Kevin, I'm going to have you explain a little bit more about your uh, business. And uh, by the way, thanks so much for taking your time and joining me and tell us a little bit about you and your business. Sure. No problem, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here, even though here is still in my house. Um, I founded Cake Multimedia in about 2013. Um, and so... Now, what Cake Multimedia is, is a digital media consulting firm. Um, underneath that uh, name, Cake Multimedia, there are a bunch of different things that I do and that my company does. Um, we do quite a bit of system development. We do quite a bit of content creation and content development, um, mostly purposeful content creation and content development. Um, while we do also have a record label associated with the company. So we'll call it 80% purpose to do things and 20% purpose for entertainment. Um, I also have a brand underneath Kick Multimedia called Top Shelf Law, which is really focused towards providing uh, marketing consulting and system development, kind of focused more uh, specifically towards the legal community. Um, where we do most of our work for law firms, um, other legal associations like bar associations and judicial associations, and then several not-for-profits as well. Wow, um, you do quite a bit. You're on. You're not unlike many other business owners that I encounter from time to time, and that is uh, someone who owns multiple businesses, if you will. But maybe you own multiple subsidiaries of one or something like that. Or how does that how does that work? Uh, right now, everything kind of exists as a brand underneath Cake Multimedia with a long-term plan to, you know, break those off and partition things apart as it becomes appropriate to do so. Okay, great. So ultimately, when you interact with your clients, what is your ultimate goal when you meet with someone? What are you trying to help them do? Are you listening, learning, and just trying to find out what their pain points are? Or do you have a couple, three different type of main things that you focus on? Uh, well, we certainly start with pain points um, and then pain points usually turn into um, you know, a couple of different pathways that we take, whether it's a complete deconstructive, reconstructive pathway that we go down or 
um, just a, a reconfiguration of you know what um, a business or brand that I'm working with is doing. Um, you know, after I kind of go through a, a very listening oriented evaluation with a, a new potential customer or brand that I'm working with. You know, after that, we kind of determine you know what their next step is within the services and opportunities that I have to offer. Um, you know, whether I move them over into our systems where we're really kind of taking a look at um, you know, kind of a holistic combination of operational systems, sales systems. Um, sometimes we're looking at staffing. A lot of times we're looking at technical resources, um, not necessarily just within the realm of website development, but also within organizational management and so on and so forth. Then um, sometimes we're just taking a look at, for instance, marketing and sales strategy. Um, you know, are you using effective language? Or is the, the brand that you're presenting effective? Um, we do quite a bit of work, um, more so consulting than actual tactical, but uh, taking a look at usage of social media platforms and other online resources that are out there for the benefit of businesses and brands. Um, yeah, that's kind of that. <laughs> so if I was to, uh, when I first talked to you about what your business does and you said you're a digital media company, I would have guessed that you are trying to assist your clients to get found in cyberspace, but it sounds like you do a heck of a lot more and your comment that you listen and find out what their pain points are, you steer them in the right direction to, I guess, essentially, no matter what, you're trying to elevate their sales elevate their success is that kind of it um yeah you know we we really look at every opportunity with a, a new customer or client is kind of a, a full life cycle um you know being found on the internet is very important i spend quite a bit of time doing seo consulting social media consulting um you know pay-per-click uh, um, a lot of time often training clients how to use pay-per-click if i'm not uh, actually engineering their pay-per-click um, you know, system for them. Um, but just as important as being found on the internet is making sure that when that potential lead or customer finds you, that the, the message they find and the pathway that they take to get to you um, is one that not only qualifies that customer appropriately for the sake of making sure they're making the right choice, but also making sure that they're the right client for you. And when they get to you, um, you know, that they're going to convert based on, you know, having a functional system or a functional website to accommodate that conversion. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we're going to stop here right now. We're going to come back to this, but let's kind of rewind the videotape. Kevin Sender, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Where were you born and raised and uh, what kind of influence did your family have on where you are today? Okay, well, that's an interesting one. I was um, born and raised in Wheaton, Illinois. Um, my family, uh, well, first of all, they're a bunch of musicians. So that kind of explains you know, a lot of what you'll see behind me. Um, you know, I, I grew up learning musical instruments from a very young age. I started with piano and then you know, third grade was choir in school and fourth grade came orchestra, fifth grade came band. Um, 
which followed me all the way through to high school where I was pretty competitive in, you know, participating in different types of music. Um, I, I did, I'm a Cavalier Drum and Bugle Corps alumni. So um, that's another organization that I was able to get involved in uh, really pretty young, actually, that um, kind of molded, um, I would say, much of what made me into a person who was able to have that entrepreneurial spirit. And, um, you know, it takes a lot if you're going to start a business and, um, you know, then start another business and then start another business and maybe a couple more after that. So, um, yeah, uh, much of that perseverance and um, kind of drive that I have really came from participating in those sort of competitive environments very early on. Uh, after high school, I went on to college. I moved away to Florida for a little while. I went to Eckerd College. Um, actually <laughs> gave up on arts and entertainment based on some bad advice, actually, from um, you know, leaving a, a interesting high school experience. I was really kind of um, sort of discouraged from really chasing probably what I should have been doing, which was, you know, following my, my creative drive. Um, I think what, what music educators told me was that I'd be poor and I didn't like the sound of that. So uh, I went to school for science, actually um, studied oceanography for a little while, found that that wasn't really a, a fantastic path for me. I came back and studied uh, locally at College DuPage for a little while after that. Um, ended up kind of sticking around science for a little bit longer. I actually ended up getting my emergency medical technician license. Uh, worked in that field for a little bit. Um, you know, while I was doing that, didn't really find that to be getting the goose either. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was at a restaurant one day and I ran back into a friend from high school. We started talking about music. I you know, told him I was in school still at the time. And uh, he mentioned that he had a, a potential opportunity for me to take on a side job, actually working for Sam Ash Music Corporation over in Lombard. Ended up taking an entry-level position there, um, stated that entry-level position for a couple of months. And uh, that kind of led me into my first corporate opportunity in life where I spent about another 10 years with Sam Ash Music Corporation. I was with them from about 1999 to 2009 when I left um, doing everything from I started I started as a cashier actually um, was moved from that kind of entry-level role into a, a lower management position with them pretty quickly just started kind of fighting up the corporate chain um, within that organization. I ended up working all three of the Chicagoland stores, um, had a little bit to do with helping them grow into a couple other locations, um, spent a little bit of time helping them figure out and, and grow their inventory process. So, um, you know, through that corporate experience, I, I really got my butt kicked in regards to business operations and, um, now that's, I would say that's really where I took my sales training uh, in life, which is something that I rely on, you know, pretty much every single day now is my bread and butter is, you know, business operations of my own companies. And then obviously, if you're going to be a owner, CEO, 
um, you know, you got to be able to sell something. It's going to be a rough go. So um, you know, I spent that time in big box retail and really learned quite a bit from a few mentors within that company, um, which actually led me to, uh, <laughs> so, you know, 2008 happened and, and begin the, the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. And I decided that that was a good time for me to jump from uh, the security of a corporate gig. And I hopped into my first startup company with uh, some friends who had a really interesting idea in creative development and technology. Um, and we started a company making creative resources for mainly banks right off the bat, actually. Um, our first big client with that company was a company called Broadridge Financial Institution. Actually, it was a, the company that Broadridge Financial Institution purchased, and we were making repeatable uh, creative assets, mainly videos for companies like Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, Wells Fargo, uh, RBC, so on and so forth. Um, I worked with them growing that offering for a little while um, until, you know, we were using mainly um, flash video at the time and flash video kind of had a lifespan to it, which put a lifespan on our product opportunity. So, um, you know, as soon as I started to get an idea that that company wasn't going to be a thing for too much longer, about 2013, I established Cake Multimedia and we're working towards my 10 year anniversary here in a couple of years. So I'll give yourself a, a gold watch, I guess. And that comes out of your funds, I would imagine. Correct. Uh, sure. <laughs> is, is there anyone else on the cake multimedia team other than you, uh, Kevin? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I have my, my partner that I've been working with. His name is, uh, James Burrell and he's been with me for actually, he came from, the company prior to this, I've uh, been working for with him for close to 10 years, and he taught me quite a bit about what I know about um, technical development, for sure. Um, he also, you know, he's another musician, so um, in addition to what he does full-time, which is mostly program development, so... Yeah, we, we share our passion in that. Oh, you know, Kink Multimedia also has a art gallery associated with it and James is an artist so um, you know that's another thing that we're working on establishing together uh, he's also into the gaming industry quite a bit and is a game developer to some extent so um, we have some talks about maybe some potential effort that we're gonna we're gonna turn our attention that way at some point um, then beyond that, um, I've had a couple of partners come in and spend some time. I refer to them loosely as partners. Um, and I have a massive team of creative contractors and, and kind of a close network of, of creative contractors that I rely on um, really all around the country. Uh, we do quite a bit of video work, quite a bit of graphic design, and it's quite a bit of writing for SEO and things like that, that I could never sustain myself without having some pretty impressive, talented people um, kind of working along with me on those things. Well, good for you, Kevin. So 
Um, if we had to summarize what your common findings would be with your clients, okay? So you and I are gonna do business together down the road, we know that. And I've got multiple businesses too. So what would you say is the most common thing that kind of bubbles up from the clients that you make? And I don't wanna say what kind of mistakes do they make? I'm kind of saying, what is it that you find that their shortfalls are that you can approve on right off the bat? Is that something easy to quantify or, or talk about? Um, not, not necessarily for me, um, only because of the way probably that I developed my clientele basis. I worked really hard over the course of the last seven or eight years to really diversify what types of clients that I bring on. Um, as far as the business type work that we're doing, um, you know, I have everything from, you know, a, army of lawyers and legal types to uh, brands that are in real estate. I have um, not-for-profits, like I mentioned. I have quite a few retailers. Uh, I have clients in the food sector. Um, uh, what am I missing? There's there's so many different you know, pathways in medical um, education. <laughs> so, you know, to say, that you know, there's a common need that I come across, you know, broadly across all of them. Um, you know, it's the I, I suppose the one thing that tends to be consistent is that if you are successful in any one specific thing, most of the time, you know, that leaves plenty of things that you haven't had time to really focus your your efforts on. You know, if you've been in medical school, for instance, for the last 10 years of your life or however long it takes to become a doctor these days, you know, chances are you haven't really had a whole lot of time to master marketing and, you know, master the operations of, for instance, opening your own practice. Um, you know, if you're a lawyer, same thing. It takes a lot of work to pass the bar. You're probably not up studying, you know, the back end of search engine optimization. I know a few, but, you know, for the most part, <laughs> except for that guy, um, you know, that would be the, the commonality. Uh, but where I think Cake Multimedia comes in, uh, because we have such a broad experience of clients that we talk to and work with, uh, is that we really understand how to bridge those networking pieces together. Um, and the other cool part about being so well diversified is you know, I tend to be a central location for, hey, I got a guy. Um, you know, we have <laughs> we have contractor clients. So, you know, when my when my um, one of my retailers needs a, a roof work done, hey, you know, I've got a commercial roofer. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just kind of pays out a, a great piece of advice if you are, um, you know, starting up in any kind of field, definitely make sure, um, you know, when I was working in, in big box retail, the one thing that one of the many things that I took away from that was you know, control your relationships. Um, you know, don't be the person who's out handing out business cards, expecting people to come back to you write down names and phone numbers, follow up with those people and, you know, keep a really good record of all of the people and, you know, 
relationships that you come across and be in control of them um, because there's nothing pays off more than being able to stitch those relationships together uh, at the right time and place. So I crack a smile because uh, I should let you, uh, the audience know that Kevin and I are both members of the business lounge. So we uh, quite uh, often get together, but the reason why I crack a smile he mentioned the, uh, the phrase, I've got a guy. And I can tell you how many emails I've gotten from Kevin that says, I've got a guy. <laughs> and I've heard uh, business owners and those looking for opportunities in commercial real estate my way, which I appreciate very much so. But the fact of the matter is you practice what you preach. And when you say, I got a guy, you literally put that message in the email to make the introduction, what they think is, is kind of neat. And uh, that makes it, uh, our relationship stand out because, you know, you're not the expert on everything. So if you need to refer something to someone else, you're more than likely are going to do that. I've done the same for you. I've had a meeting uh, at the lounge and uh, had a client looking for some advice on marketing. You were there, you happened to be there at the right time and you had an opportunity to see if you could help that client out. So, but I think your point about relationship building and and the other thing about your story, Kevin, which I think is very, very critical, is that you know you listen to what the client is doing and what they excel at. And I think that's where you hone in on. You find out what they excel at only to find out what they need help with. Is that kind of the way you do it? Uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, because I think that's critically important because uh, I don't profess to be an expert in everything. And you and I both know that SEO is not my specialty. I can, uh, I can value a business. I can market a business. I can connect you with the right players. But when it comes for me being found on the web, plus the fact that I'm going to have a few more businesses under, under my uh, domain, so to speak, uh, I, I just don't know how to do that. I need help from the experts like you. But I think that's what you do when you meet with your clients. You kind of listen to their story, find out what works well, what doesn't seem to be working as well, and provide some solutions to help them out. I think that's kind of what we're saying. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty accurate oh. statement. <laughs> um, you know, and quite frequently, you know, a, a customer will come to me asking about one thing, and then you know, I'm able to open them up by understanding the questions associated with that. Um, you know, we recently got a call from a customer who wanted some help with some video services and um, you know, had, a, had a pretty sizable budget prepared to start creating marketing video content. Um, and within a couple of moments of that, well, I'm not your camera guy, but I got a guy. <laughs> um, you know, the, the next logical question was, you know, where, where are we gonna send your customers when they're watching this video you know, tell me a little bit about you know, what that call to action in that video is purposed for, um, which led to a really long conversation and a closed business opportunity in a website redevelopment. So, um, and probably a long-term search engine optimization project, I would imagine as well. Yeah, that, that clearly demonstrates that when you listen to your client and understand uh, what the challenges are, you're better to, to redirect them accordingly. And sometimes it's not within your company. Sometimes it's with a, uh, a known trusted member of your network that can do a better job than you can. And 
I think you'll probably vouch for the fact that that comes back to benefit you in the long run. Is that correct? Absolutely. I spent a lot of time as <laughs> you name it on live video production sets. I was the gaffer, the gopher, the, <laughs> you name it, hold this cord guy. Um, and there's some things that I'm pretty okay at, and I can edit up a video pretty okay. Um, never really enjoyed being the guy behind the camera, the director, um, okay. digital photographer, not really my bag so much. So that falls in the category of got, I've got an army of them. Let's talk about exactly what style of video you want to create and where you're looking to shoot it. Let me make a call. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we have a couple uh, couple more minutes. I do want to weave in because I notice in the background there's more musical ensembles. You have a keyboard, you have uh, uh, drums. What else am I missing back there? Tell me a little bit how your involvement in music either enhances what you do at your company. And I know part of your company is musical entertainment, but does some of that kind of relieve the stress? Does that create more creative juices flowing? What is the music part of Kevin? Uh, how does that contribute to uh, Cake Multimedia? Um, well, so we do have, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I have a, a record label that I have, you know, a handful of artists that I work with that you know, I've kind of picked because I really dig them or because they're close friends that, um, you know, I have some form of legitimate record contract with them where I'm managing their releases for them. We have a digital distribution partnership with a company called Paradise Distribution, which is uh, one of the largest digital content distributors in the world. They're based out of Germany. Um, then in addition to that, you know, I, I still play as much as I can. So, um, you know, COVID-19 obviously had a little bit to say about, you know, getting together and, and playing with other musicians that I like to play with, but, you know, hopefully we're getting close to past the end of that. So, um, you know, the Kevin, Kevin and Ryan band can hopefully get back together and play again soon. Um, I do, you know, I play bass, I play guitar, I play the percussion family, you name it. I tinker with it. Um, a lot of drum set, which, you know, is exercise sometimes, and sometimes it's stress relief. Um, I did actually have a, a quasi-extra professional um, second life as a touring DJ and, and uh, performing music producer for a while. Um, oh. Still produce other musicians on an occasional basis, and I actually teach... Um, a couple of different high school programs uh, here and there when I can find the time to do that. So. That's utterly amazing. And uh, my, my, my kudos to you for being able to, A, be, be able to do all that and B, be able to coordinate that with your profession. One final question I have before two open-ended questions for you. And do you ever run into the situation, and I've shared this with you because I have this problem, um, do you sometimes try to be everything to everyone where they characterize you as being nothing to nobody or what, how do you, how are you able to conquer that? Cause you do so much. I mean, do you ever run into that situation and how do you better define who it is you are and how you can help your customers? 
Fair question. And it's very much an internal struggle, right? So, you know, the first thing is understanding your network is the one thing that I don't want to ever do is first of all, over speak my, my knowledge or, or my ability to do something because, you know, as we talked about being relationship business driven, you know, that's a really good way to end a perfectly good customer relationship is by stepping over the boundary that you shouldn't have by claiming to be an expert at something that you're not. Um, so, you know, that that's, you knowing when is the right time to say, Hey, you know, I'm not your guy for that, but I've got a guy and being confident that um, the relationship that you have with the person that you're passing that person to is also a good, strong one. And, and that you can trust that person to help you, you know, kind of maintain that trusting relationship that, that you've worked you know, to, to garnish to begin with. Um, aside from that, yeah, it, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> you know, um, I think most people want to be everything to everybody to some extent. So, um, you know, there, there were professional lessons learned along the way. Oh, oh don't do that. <laughs> There's nothing better than getting your uh, learning experiences from trying, you know, many are are caution that if you don't take any action, you won't accomplish anything. But on the flip side, if you take an action and you learn from it, perhaps you're a better person for it. So I think that's a good, uh, a good story. Well, we don't have much more time, Kevin. So is there anything that uh, our questions and answers did not cover that you wanted to leave our audience? Any message that we didn't cover? No, I don't think so. You're, you're a pretty good interviewer there, Steve. Thanks so much. I appreciate <laughs> did it. a fine job. One thing I forgot to tell the uh, the audience is uh, who I am. So not only am I your host for Seizure Business uh, Video Podcast, but I'm a member of the lounge, as Kevin is, and I own a business called Transworld Business Advisors. Uh, my ultimate responsibility is to assist business owners, uh, confidentially sell their business and match them with qualified buyers. We also do franchise development and franchise sales as well. But having said all that, uh, we encourage you to check us out. Uh, at the lounge at uh, Business Lounge Television. And uh, we hope to see you again for another episode uh, shortly. Thanks so much. Take care. The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy.